0: What the hell is the name of this thing? The
1: Ballsy Podcast. Hosted
0: by the award-winning Evan Grant. This
1: has been the most tense podcast I have ever done.
0: Kevin Sherrington. You're working on typewriters.
1: Barry Horn. I
2: don't even know who you are anymore. Where were you last?
1: Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is
2: Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about colleges. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes.
1: You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search
0: Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z.
2: So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the College Ballsy with a Z Podcast.
1: So uh, Kevin, is, Kevin Sherrington is actually a guest
2: this week, Barry. You know what? After the, his performance in Tuscaloosa, I don't even know why he's on. We sent him there. We chartered a jet, sent him there to to be there with A and M to write about A and M's victory, and he brought us back a loss.
0: I well, didn't know I was supposed to write about a victory. If I'd known that, I would have written about a victory.
2: Kevin, you
1: can always contest the results of that game. I think it, it, it is somewhat in in fashion these days.
0: Yeah, it kind of is, but you know, we're, we're not going to do that. I I think that uh, that was it was a very interesting game. Uh, if, you, if you talk about the first half and how, especially the first quarter, and how Alabama just completely dominated the game, and it just looked like a runaway. I mean, I'm getting tweets from from people like Brad Townsend saying that there's there's no way they can come back in this game. It's it, the game's already over. And then at halftime, they're down by six points, uh, uh, which was truly remarkable. And then in the third quarter, they actually go in the lead. Uh, and then they had a very unfortunate uh, roughing the passer call when they could have right after they had taken the lead, and that extended an Alabama drive, and then then they went down and scored. And at that point, they just kind of took off. It's hard for me to say that that play cost them the game. When you lose by nineteen points, it's hard to say that one play cost you a game. Oh, I, I tell.
1: I disagree. I mean, I think the fumble cost them any chance at, at, at the game whatsoever. Uh, and I know well, that but
0: it's the, the play, but that's two plays really. You had the, you had the uh, uh, the the passer call, and then you had the fumble, and that and that obviously and that the fumble turned directly into a touchdown. When it turns directly into six points, that's a little different.
1: Yeah, I, I, and. and if you're going to go into if you're going to go into Tuscaloosa and you're going to beat Alabama, you can't afford mistakes. You can't afford critical defensive penalties. You can't afford to give up points on on uh, on offense. And they they did that on what back to back possessions, right?
0: Well, they weren't back to back, but it was very close, and and uh, and that was very difficult for them to, to survive that. And, and let look, let's just look at this. And this is one of the points I made in the game: is that it's unbelievable the amount of talent they have rounded up there. I mean there's speculation they could have as many as six first round draft picks,
2: three of them in the
0: top fifteen. You know, one of the guys who's supposed to be a, a first round draft pick, Eddie Jackson, the safety and return man, just a tremendous player. He ha- broke his leg during the game and that was a that came up about five minutes into Nick Saban's press conference after the game and in which he said that was a you know, this was kind of a bad note. He's talking about a guy that if he was playing on a Big Twelve team, he'd be the biggest, he'd be the best player in the league. Yeah. And and they and they lose a guy like that, and it's just, eh, this, is, this is kind of a, on a sour note. You know, we we had this happen. He, he's out for the year, right? And it but, doesn't even really impact Alabama.
2: But there was never a point in the game, even when they went up, when you thought they were going to win, was there?
0: I don't know that I would say but you know, I was I was there the last time they won when jesse yeah. Manziel beat them, and it was uh, and that was a different. Kind of formula for that game, you know. Alabama, I mean, A and M got up quick in that game and then kind of held on and, and made a great uh, defensive play at the end of the game, an interception to, to to win the game. So that was a little different, and that's and that's the formula to beat a team like Alabama and Tuscaloosa. You would have to get up early and take the crowd out of it. I will say this: they had taken the crowd out of it, yep. uh, and, and at halftime when they were just down by six, you could tell the crowd was feeling very uneasy about this entire thing, wondering if this was. You know, 2012 all over again. Uh, I think there was potential for that to happen, but I I do think that when you what what they do, especially defensively, uh, Alabama, you you could probably beat them downfield a little bit, and they did do that. Uh, You know, they were you you can't go side to side, you can't throw bubble screens and do that kind of stuff. They're just so fast, and their penetration from the defensive line is unbelievable. I mean, it was just you know, especially in the first half, uh, every time Trevor Knight dropped back. He was just being swarmed by people. He had to get rid of the ball so
1: fast. Well, the one sack where Allen basically just leaped over the entire d- offensive line and, and, and all but speared Trevor Knight was uh, was just one of those kind of iconic plays that identifies how, that, how good that defense is.
0: I, it, it really is. And I, and I didn't think you – know, Trevor has been very uh, – I don't want to say erratic. He's been very good out there were undefeated going into that game. But he's not the most, uh, you know, uh, pinpoint passer. He has uh, trouble with that occasionally. And I thought he did very well in this game. I, I, I thought he should have taken off a few more times on his own because he's a very effective runner. And the few times he did run, he did very well. Uh, and I think it really brought a, a different dimension. That's kind of one of the things that, that that Alabama teams, if they've had any problem over the last few years, it has been against quarterbacks who are very mobile. Uh, and and certainly that was. That's what Trevor does best. So I I think that, but when you watch them them play that game and and all the the pressure they brought to bear, I mean, I just it it is it did border on the fact that uh, how long can you hang with these guys?
1: Well, I, I you know I thought when listen Alabama Alabama completely controlled the line of scrimmage early in the game. They created so much space for their runners to to just eat up large chunks of yardage and and control the clock. But all they ended up with was, was field goals early on. Um, I thought that the, the fact that a and went into halftime, basically down 13-7, I thought was a victory. And when they take the lead in the third quarter, I am sitting back there and I'm saying, you know, this is all lining up with circumstances to allow A&M to actually pull this upset off. But, again, when you, you make a critical roughing the passer pl- penalty like you did there, and then when you, when Allen picks up the fumble and, and scores for the 11th consecutive game, a non-offensive touchdown for the Alabama Crimson Tide, when all that happens, there's no way that A&M has the ability to come back from that.
0: This is an amazing stat in the eleven consecutive game. It's, it's
1: ridiculous. I
0: mean, who does that? Nobody does that. Uh, and that just shows you how great they are defensively, and that's why they're so great, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts is a very nice quarterback. Uh, he, he he really struggles uh, throwing the deep ball, which I think is a, is an issue. You know, every once in a while somebody's going to stop your running game. You're going to need to kind of bring it up a little bit by throwing deep. He missed two or three guys running wide open in the secondary, but he's still he's still very effective. Uh, but it's that's not the strength of this team. It's it, it, the strength of it is its defense, which is just unbelievable. They do it better than anybody else year in and year out. But I will say this: We we talked all about Alabama and its strength. Here's A and M with one loss. Uh, Their season's not over. Uh, I I think there's a a, a very outside chance that they could end up in the playoffs themselves because they play in the SEC, and the SEC is. I, I was thinking it was down a little bit because LSU was struggling, and then. And then they go out and they just uh, smash uh, Ole Miss, uh, and then Auburn just kills Arkansas. Yeah. So the, those are those are two big games uh, uh, left on the schedules
1: there. And now you you know Auburn Alabama does shape up very much as the possibility of, of a one versus a, a top ten team. Uh, that game is in Tuscaloosa this year. Um, I and and we'll get into the playoff a little bit more in a minute, but. Uh, We'll get into we'll get into all the ramifications of that, but let's go a little bit more around Texas here before we get we get in because Texas is what matters. We don't care about stinking playoffs. We care about the state of Texas,
0: Kevin. That's who we are. Uh, this is the Texas pod, so we'll, we'll talk about things. From
1: Texas. We're yeah, we, we don't need no stinking borders, um, Kevin. So Texas loses to Kansas State, twenty four twenty one. Wasn't really that close. Uh, Longhorn score with uh, under a minute left to, to bring it within within three. What as we sit here on Charlie Strong watch from week to week, uh, what does that one do?
0: Well, I was I would disagree that it wasn't really close. He had two two touchdown passes dropped uh, by Texas players. He had a, a missed thirty five yard field goal uh, before they got down there and score that last time. So. This game was right there for them to win. But, but you can say that pretty much week in and week out about uh, uh, Charlie Strong's team. And, and and they're just having failures that are hard to uh, to describe. I mean how do these things happen? I mean, how do they have, you know, uh, you know, extra points blocked? How are they ha- how are they in chip shot field goals? How are they dropping passes when they're wide open for touchdowns? And that just this is a this team feels very much like a team that is panic, you know, and a, and a team that is playing like a panic team and, and they, they're not confident. And, you know, they, they, they talk constantly about their affection for Charlie Strong and, and how much he means to them and the coaching staff, and I believe that. I believe that's how they, they actually feel. But they're sure not helping, you know. They keep saying that it's on them to play better. It, it is on them to play better. I, I think that a loss like the one to Kansas State is the kind that, that could and, and will get uh, Charlie fired if they keep this up. You know, the, 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 to get to eight wins now is is almost impossible. Uh, is, is seven wins? You know, is that is that a possibility? You know, you know maybe, but I think. I, I don't know because
1: they've got Baylor and West Virginia both left here. Barry I wants to good. say something apparently.
0: What do you want to say, Barry? Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh my God! Look at him; he's being dismissive. Go ahead, Barry. Talk. Barry's very upset.
2: Is he upset? What
0: is he upset? Did you say something to him when I wasn't looking?
1: I didn't. I just don't think I gave him an opportunity to jump in. Barry, talk. Go ahead. Oh my God! Uh, I hate it when he's like this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's so much tension in here right now.
0: Here's the here's the best thing going for, for Charlie Strong at the moment. The guy that everybody wants to replace him with, Tom Herman, his season's not going so well, is it? Not lately. No, no. He's, now he's lost a... He, he's, uh, he lost the Navy, he should have lost the Tulsa, and, and now he's lost to SMU. Not only did he lose to SMU, he got smashed by SMU. So uh, I, I'm not saying that this, this takes uh, the boom off the rose completely on Tom Herman, but uh, I think it has to give people a little bit of pause. I mean, I was going to give him a little bit of credit because, you know, when you're at a place like Houston, you don't have a lot of depth. You, if you have talent, it's a thin veneer of talent. And so he's got some guys hurt, and that's affected – uh, their play lately, uh, clearly, but can you really say that it's affected you this much? And and if uh, why isn't SMU in the same boat that you are, he, right? I mean, why would they? Why would SMU have more talent than you do?
2: He made the classic mistake. He had to leave after last season. You cannot wait when you're a hot coach in the country. You cannot wait another season. You've got to go when you're hot. And it's a classic a mistake. an open then, though. Part well, but. There were other jobs open, okay, and you you can't wait. You cannot sit and wait because now he's now he's not going to have any job to go to.
1: Because if you don't, will oh, have he'll he'll have a job. Oh, he'll but, yeah, job. we'll
2: have a job at Houston. But 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 he 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 is not going to be the hot coach when the season's the guy everybody wants when the season's over.
1: When you're the hot and, when you're the hot coach, the only way to top that is to go out there and make the playoff or win the national championship. And now, you know, they could finish ten and two and go to a bowl and win that and win eleven games. But it's going to be, it, it's still going to look like a disappointing year because they're not going to go to a, a, a major bowl. Uh, no,
0: they're not going to go anywhere like this. And, you know, last year was such a high. To, you know, to to beat the Florida State in the Peach Bowl that was that was a huge high for that program, probably as, as big as anything that's happened in in, in quite some time. So. Uh, you know, he, supposedly, you know, Tom Herman's number one job was Texas, and that's what that's what he was holding on for. I'm sure he felt like uh, like a lot of coaches, he's pretty confident, maybe bordering on arrogant, and he felt like I can I can win in this league, and I can and I can put us in position to have a run at the playoffs, uh, and uh, I've got all that lined up right in front of me, and that's all falling apart on him. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I do. Th- 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 to me, the the question will be uh, probably the LSU job. It'd be interesting to see what LSU does there. I think there's a, there's a good possibility that Art Brown is in the running for that job uh, because he would he would fix what it is that uh, that they you know lack uh, they have lacked the most and that's an offense. Um, so it, you know, would Art Brown be the man for that job? Would Tom Herman be the man for that job? I think that, uh, that those are certainly uh, possibilities. I don't know uh, at this point what it's going to take the, for for Charlie to save his job uh if he if he's bowl eligible is that enough um, I don't know
2: well what if uh, what if they go out this week host Baylor and Baylor comes in and runs him out of the stadium or beat just beats, them. If beats uh, him if Baylor beats him if Baylor beats Texas
0: if Baylor beats Texas well you know here's the thing now he's beaten Baylor uh, and so that has been part of it, of course that Baylor was falling apart last year when he when he beat him uh, they're, they're playing better this year. We'll, we'll see what they can do. They're playing better defense anyway. Uh, we'll see what they can do. I, I do think that you know when you, I think there is something about the way you lose. It's the, it's the way they lost to Kansas State. You know when you have all these kind of things that can happen, and and you and you're making mistakes that are mistakes of incompetence. You know where where people do things that there's no way they should do that. Um, I think that in some ways that goes. That looks bad on the, on the coaching. If it was a situation where you were just getting beat because the other team had superior athletes, which is hard for Texas to say. I mean, how does Texas say that? But certainly you could make that argument previously because if you look at their roster, it's mostly made up of, of uh, the starting lineup anyway. It's mostly made up of freshmen and sophomores. It's just a, it's a, it, you've got fewer juniors and seniors in the starting lineup. So you could argue that well, maybe they're not as experienced, you know, maybe they're not as talented as some of the other teams. But when you're making mistakes that look like it's a product of coaching, they're not being coached up well enough. You know, that that's that's very damaging.
1: And what happens here? But I give you the flip side of this argument, Barry. What happens if Baylor goes in there and Baylor's played nobody to this point? What happens if Baylor goes? Baylor into beat Texas, SMU. SMU beat what, Houston. What happens if Baylor goes into Texas and Charlie beats Baylor? Are we now saying Texas is back after that?
0: No. I think we've learned our lesson about saying Texas is back. No,
2: no, no. But I, I'm intrigued. that Does Kev- he get off the hot seat if he Well, no, I'm, it. I'm intrigued, that, but Kevin says there are good ways for Texas to lose and bad ways for Texas to lose. I didn't realize there were good ways for Texas to lose at Kansas State. I don't think there's any good ways right now for Charlie to lose. I,
0: I think you have, to, you have to look back at the fact that at Kansas State, Texas is, is, was, went into that game 1-6 the last seven times they played at Kansas State. right? It's not an easy place to play, uh, and, they, and they have lost there before. So I, I think uh, listen, no no loss is a good loss, Mr. Smart Alec. Uh, but it is a lot. You know, it's one thing if you go in there and you just screw up. If you're just screwing up and losing games, well then that looks. That makes, I, it, I, more, look that makes it more. That
1: makes it more clear. But, but yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand how Texas could go in there and lose and it not look bad.
1: I, at this point, with it's Charlie, like, it look bad and make
0: it look worse.
2: Okay. And bad worse. Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, it, with Charlie's job, I agree with you. Any loss right now looks looks bad because we are on week to week Charlie watch is what it is. And they go they they host Baylor this week, which we expect will be a loss, and they'll be three and five. They they go to Texas Tech the week after and play that offense. That a toss up at this point.
0: Well, I think it is. But here is the thing about that team. Talk about a one man team. Uh, is, is Patrick Mahomes. First of all, he he's the best player in the Big Twelve. I don't think there's any question about that. He, he might be, he might the, be the best athlete in the country. Uh, if he weren't playing on such a a, a bad team, uh, I think he'd win the Heisman Trophy. It's, it's unbelievable what he's doing.
2: He threw the he threw eighty-eight passes in that game. Could he have a sore arm by then? Could he have a sore arm? There's, by there's, Listen, let me one just one one say this: count. Patrick Mahomes has
1: Patrick Mahomes has thrown more home run balls this year. Then his father threw while he was with the Rangers, and his father threw a lot of home run balls while he was with the Rangers.
2: Those were bad well, I home a, uh,
0: take, it, take that back. Uh, the kid's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Home uh, run is
1: a good thing in football, Kevin. Home run is a yeah. good thing in football. That means a
0: touchdown. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a tremendous player, uh, but that's all they got going for. they got no defense whatsoever, none. Uh, they, 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 they've they struggled to run the ball. They've struggled to do everything else except for what he brings to the table. And he brings a lot. I mean, he's a guy that you just simply you, you can't game plan for because he does everything so well. He runs well, he you know, if he gets if he's off balance, he, he's, he never throws a pass when he sets his feet and throws. He's always off balance when he throws the ball. So you can't even uh, pressure him into a bad throw, really. You know, it, it's he, he is you, you can't game plan for him. He's he just he's just too too great. So there's a, there's a possibility they can lose that game, but I, I yeah, think and, and their defense is so bad. And so, so here's
1: bad. my That's point. Here's my point. You 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 lose to Baylor, you potentially lose to Texas Tech, and then the next week you've got West Virginia. You're looking at three and seven going into Kansas and TCU to finish off the season and a guaranteed losing season. No no bowl game. Uh,
2: the TCU game is a national. Television game too, isn't it? Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, it's the Thanksgiving. It's, it's a the th- Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so that's yeah. an. So, yeah, so yeah. you you want to lose, you want to be three and seven or three and eight.
1: That it, could truly be yeah Black Friday for Texas and, and the end of Charlie Strong there. I yeah.
2: think so. I
0: think if you if you end up winning three or four games, I think that's what will happen. I I, I think he. Gets to Myself, I think he beats Tech, and I think he beats TCU, and he beats
1: Kansas. So he gets the six and six at the end of this regular season. That gets them to a very minor bowl, and then they potentially lose that and go six and seven. All right, before very very real possibility. Before we get into the national championship picture and the playoff, Barry, I want to ask you this: So SMU wins. We talk about teams are back. SMU beats beats Houston. It's as big a win as there's been on the hilltop, gosh, maybe since the program has been restarted. What does this do for
2: SMU? I don't know, because the other two wins this season were against Liberty. Was that one of the wins? And the oh, the win the first week was North Texas, right? Correct. So, I mean, that's the really first win of the season. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting when you talk about Chad Morris, the coach at SMU, he was about as hot an assistant as there was in the country, Uh Back before he took the SMU job, and I always wondered, did he kill himself? Did he hurt himself by going? To by, SMU? going to, by taking the first open, well, a, a job in the state of Texas, which he wanted. He knew the high school coaches, right? You know, but they have got, you know, they're not back. They've got, they've got a lot of proving to do. But this is a lot of. This gives them momentum. Yeah, this, this gives them, this gives them some attention. And they could have won the Tulsa game, you know, the, the game against Tulsa. Right. That that would have been. Then, then they they'd have momentum. They do have momentum, but I think that was such a stunning result that I I, I don't even think that any nobody no, that might have been the the biggest upset of the weekend. It had to be the biggest upset of the weekend. Uh, no, sure Penn, no State the day, be, Penn State. beating can. Ohio State. Was no, I, I would I would say not. I, I I would say not because did you give them a prayer of beating Houston? No.
0: Okay, but no. people weren't giving Penn State a prayer being Ohio State either. know. that, that, that but, nationally, that's a, Yeah, but Penn State up. is
2: still considered, uh, uh, yes, nationally. I and, and I think that there were still doubts about
1: the validity of Houston, even with as well as as they played under Tom Herman. They had lost the Navy, and so I think that there was, and they looked terrible
0: against Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. but now, so, yeah, I think they were they were on their way down. And and I, and I it, look, it, it was a, it was a big upset. And here, here was the thing when you bring that up about uh, Chad Morris and and, and uh, he took the job at SMU. So you know, everybody was thinking. Certainly, what I was thinking was that uh, he took the wrong job. I mean, look, he should have taken the job at Tom Herman should, should have gone to Houston. I don't know if Chad, you know, uh, wanted the Houston job or not, uh, but he, he took this one instead. And it was easier to, to it was easier to bring back Houston, frankly, than it is the SMU. Uh, it's just a different kind of situation. So. Now he's put himself uh, back into the conversation himself. Uh, so I guess we should ask that question. If Chad Morris turns this around, how long is he uh, for SMU?
2: Right, right. Not
1: very. If he's, if he's smart, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be there long because it's the same thing, that you're facing that same situation that Tom Herman is in the AAC. You're, you're, you're still in what amounts to a mid-major, and if you're going to get a big-time job, you better jump because you're always going to have an uphill battle there. All right. So well, let me
0: ask, let me ask you this about while we're talking about jobs. If let, let's say Kevin Sumlin uh, they, they pull they turn it back around, which I think they will. They go ten and two, even maybe eleven and one. If they go eleven and one, well, you're, Kevin you're, Sumlin. You're
2: sending Kevin be, Sumlin to the NFL, aren't you?
0: I, I might be doing that. Yeah, I think that, I think I don't think Kevin Sumlin leaves Texas A&M to go to another uh, a college team. I don't, I don't know why he would at this point. I mean, he's got a good situation there at A&M. Uh, it's got but a I don't think he,
1: I don't think he becomes an NFL candidate this year either.
0: Uh, he probably needs to have one more year, but you never can tell. You never can tell. I, I don't think there's any question though that in
1: his mind that's what he wants to do. I mean, uh, uh, again though, if. Basically, if you want to be the Browns' head coach, you just show up at the office and and and, and start working. So
0: I guess well, if you bring a quarterback with you, that would help. If you bring a quarterback, you have a lot better chance of getting the job. I think.
2: All, All right. So he, he, if you're a quarterback, you don't want to go there. You'll be the ninth or the tenth quarterback. Uh,
1: Listen, hurt. I I think I know where you're going with this. I, Chad Morris is not going to get to a situation this year where he becomes the hot commodity. Um, no. But I do think he lays the groundwork. Where next year he could be the
2: hot commodity. Well, if 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 if, that's a, if hot SMU commodity. wins six games in a season, is that a good season for SMU? It's a good season for SMU, but it's, that that will not that, that will not get anybody excited. It's about not going to get anybody excited. No, no. no. not no. not anything no. that would be a significant move for him. Um,
0: it will help him. It will help him in recruiting, and that's what he needs to have happen for him. And then, because I think I thought all along the reason why Chad Morris came back to Texas, took the SMU job, was that he wanted to be in the state and it fresh in the mind. Of of, uh, of people here in Texas, if uh, Kevin Sumlin uh, decided to go to the NFL, or if a Charlie Strong uh, had to move on as well, that he'd be in the freshman mind for one of those two jobs, specifically though Texas A&M. And he's
1: got, and he's still got on the schedule. He's still got Navy, Memphis, and South Florida. Um, so that's very possible. This team could end up with seven losses as well. So good. That's very well, very um, well could happen. So all right, so let's get into the meat of the week, Kevin. Ohio State losing to Penn State, which I think you and I, the reasonable voices here both agree, the biggest biggest upset of the week. Barry shaking his head. Um it's been terrible. It also changes it also changes the dynamic greatly in the playoff picture because you now have a very neat sum, summary of four teams from four from the big four powers biggest Four power conferences: Alabama at number one, Michigan two, Clemson three, Washington four. You know, and and all are unbeaten. All have clear paths. Uh, if if they win out, they've got clear paths to locking up the playoff berth. Right? Are we? Is it going to be that nice and neat and and pretty? Does uh, the Big, I don't... Let me make it more direct. Does the Big Twelve have a prayer?
0: I, I, I don't think I, I don't think that they do at this point. I think it, what we're going to see happening is uh, I don't think there's any question in my mind that Alabama makes it, even, even with Auburn left on the schedule. I just think Alabama is just too powerful. Uh, so so I think Alabama's in. Uh, it, you know, if, there's a there's a question of about a uh, uh, Michigan making it, but here's the deal: it'll be a Big Ten team, right? right. So you, you'll have uh, Alabama, you'll have a Big Ten team, whether that's Michigan or somebody else. Who, who's going to be Clemson at this point? They, they, they got their win over Louisville. Really? Uh, They've got Florida, Florida State, State this, this week. week.
2: Well, was, they're, they're at in Tallahassee at Florida this
0: State. week. But
1: I, I have no faith in Florida State. I mean, I think Florida no, State is, is a, uh, I guess, I, I would say they're kind of a schizophrenic club.
0: Well, they're kind of all over the map. Uh, and, and Clemson has struggled at times this year, too. They haven't been nearly as good as I thought they would be this year. Uh, but – they they did have their big win that they need to have. I think that they're pretty strong right there. So that leaves that leaves Washington. You can make the argument, you know, Washington's played pretty well, uh, but the, but the the, the Pac twelve is much like the Big Twelve, not not an outstanding conference this year. Uh, and, and so there's a very real possibility that they could lose they could lose the game. Uh, Washington's
1: Washington's big test is this week at at number 17 Utah with seven and one Utah team that that you know is, is a pretty good football club, but. They win that; they've got a pretty clear path to to be an unbeaten.
0: Yes, they do. So, so here's the question. So then we come to the end of the season, December the third, I believe that is, between uh, uh, West Virginia and Baylor. Very good possibility that or both of those teams are undefeated. Correct for that game, and so one of those teams, if that was the case, one of those teams will come out of that game undefeated. A very real possibility that the Big 12 can have an undefeated team and not get into the playoffs.
1: And let me let me add this to that, okay? Both of the big both of those teams that you're talking about. Baylor has a win over Northwestern State. West Virginia has a win over Youngstown State. So they basically have their minus another data point when it comes down to to the playoff situation.
2: Right. Well, I can give you a worse scenario than that. What if one of those teams goes into the game with one loss? And the other team is undefeated. Let's say West Virginia is undefeated. Baylor goes in with one loss, and then West Virginia—all West Virginia needs to do is beat Baylor. Not all, but that—that's it. And then ba- and the team with one loss comes back to knock out the undefeated team.
1: Well, the, then you, you cannibalize yourself. Right. Exactly. But, but I I I think even if they're both unbeaten, I don't think that the Big Twelve team makes it because they're going to be minus a, a, a win that really matters. They don't have what is. What is West Virginia's signature win? BYU, Missouri. They've got they've got more signature wins than Baylor does.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no I, Oh, absolutely. The ba- Baylor's preseason bad schedule bad. was silly. It, it was silly. Yeah. It was self defeating. Is what it was.
0: year, either you don't have a you don't have a championship game which I've never been for. But I, of course, there haven't been uh, many seasons when the when the Big Twelve looked as bad. Look. What, what killed the, the Big 12 this year was Oklahoma losing those two games early. Uh, I, I still think that Oklahoma, despite all evidence to the contrary, I still believe that Oklahoma is the best team in the Big 12. Uh, certainly, offensively, they are. The, the, I mean, they just have such a, a great, balanced offense, great running game, uh, can, uh, uh, can have a great passing game. They just struggle so much defensively, and we saw that in that game against Texas Tech. Uh, you know, so that that's the that's the issue here, and, and of course Oklahoma's still in position to screw up both of those uh, teams. That's they, right. can, they can beat Baylor. They play them on back-to-back back weeks. Th- that's
2: yeah. that's faint praise, though, when you say Oklahoma is the best team in in the in the conference. They gave up seven hundred and thirty-four passing yards to Texas Tech, a, a one a, a team that you you call a one-dimensional team. Um, th- that's. How how can you how can you be you know one of the top teams in the country and and that happen?
0: I didn't say they're one of the top teams in the
2: country. You said well, you said the they're, they're you said the best they're team best in team, the team com- in, the, in the conference, but which,
1: but I think that says it all. It's not one of the best. Com- it's not one of the be- yeah, best. Yeah, I think it's, f- it's no, no, it's not. And, and they
0: they have uh, Oklahoma. I believe can score with anybody. Uh, I, I think they can go into any game and, and outscore somebody. Their, their problem is they just they've got no defense, which is just. Unconscionable to me for a guy with Bob Stoops' background, uh, a defensive coach, a guy who's had some great defensive teams. He just doesn't have the, the personnel this year. He doesn't have the front seven. Uh, and, and, of course, they've had a lot of injuries. A lot of guys in their secondary. Had, at one point, they lost, lost three other starters back there. And Oklahoma,
1: so, Oklahoma has run off five wins here, or they've won four in a row since the loss to Ohio State, the, and they're 5-2. and two, But they finished the season – Baylor at West Virginia, and then for and then the Bedlam game, which is in Norman this year. Uh, I, that's that's no guarantee that they get to ten and two either. So uh,
0: yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Oklahoma's not going. No, Oklahoma's got no shot at the CFP. So so that all they can do is play spoiler, and I think they can certainly do that.
1: And and I think we said this after Week Three, after they lost to Ohio State, and they were sitting there at one and two. We said the Big Twelve had no chance at a playoff.
0: Yes, and I think, I think that's still tr- true. Uh, I think that, the, you know, because Baylor and West Virginia have, have risen very slowly uh, through the polls, and I think there's a reason for that. I think because of the schedule we talked about, the fact that they're undefeated, uh, the fact that if you look at, at West Virginia and what they do offensively, Skylar Howard's done a very nice job with West Virginia this year. But he's also, they, they play a very, very conservative offense. He's, he's not throwing the ball downfield at all. He's just basically throwing bubble screen after bubble screen. Uh, and they're having some success with that, and they're having su- some success because he's running the ball. But he's not a he's not a dynamic talent uh, at quarterback. They're they're just kind of managing games and doing a good job. Uh, Holverson is this might be this might be his best coaching job at West Virginia. So they, they've done a good job, but they're going to run into a team here, I think, at, at some point that's going to light them
1: up. All right, guys. When we had, let's wrap this up with this. When we had the. Um... The very subtle, non-opinionated Tim Brando on last week. We were setting up for the Big 12 announcement, and we got that later in the day. No expansion. Kevin, you were out there. Uh, what is your what is your verdict on, on what this does to the conference?
0: I, I give those guys a lot of points for actually showing up for the press conference after that meeting. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine coming out there and trying – to, to sell this idea that, hey, well, you know, it was really okay. I mean, I, I asked David Bourne that question. I said, last year you characterized the uh, Big 12 as psychologically disadvantaged because of its size. Uh, I said, what has changed, and do you, do you regret making that characterization? Um, and he went on about a five-minute
2: filibuster,
0: uh, in which
1: he didn't answer to, the question. Barry, did you read the quote? Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it, it's the old Bob Arum thing, and it's n- it's not quite. But it's yesterday I was lying, today I'm telling the truth. It's it's like what what was good last year is, is no longer good. But I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk about it. It's it's look. If I, I just want to ask you this question before yeah. we, before we go, let's say West Virginia gets into the college football playoffs. Does is, does that make anybody in the state of Texas feel good? No, no, nobody in the state of Texas even considers West Virginia a Big 12 team. Right, exactly my point. Um, so so is, is, that a, is that a victory for the Big 12 if West Virginia get, gets in? I don't think this conference ever looks at things as a victory for the Big 12. For the fan I think base. That, for the fan base.
1: I, I think that's part of the problem with the fan base and with the, with the uh, presidents and with the athletic directors. Look,
0: well, here's the deal about being part of a conference. Uh, when when a and went to, to the SEC, everyone always talked about was how great it was to be a member of the SEC. And I have to tell you, if, 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 I'm a, if I'm a fan of one of these schools that's in the league, do I really care about what league I'm in? Do I really care? I mean, I can brag about the fact that, that my league is the toughest league, but do, if I'm an Alabama fan, do I, do I say, oh, LSU won the, the national you know, title? That's great. My league won. No one's saying that. You know, no one believes in that. there's more bragging rights to be in the SEC in the Big Ten than there is in other leagues.
2: Brand exposure. Really brand exposure.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I think exposure. that benefits every program in the league.
0: It does. But that's, but that's only if, if you're an athletic director trying to meet a bottom line. You know, fans, I had fans actually say to me that, look, we're making more money now that we're in the, the SEC. And when I wrote back to those people it is, that, is that, was ain't even losing money? Was it about to run out of money? Was that a problem? Right. Is that why you went to the SEC? That's, that's not why you go. So, and, and, I mean, and when was the last was time you heard
1: the free. chant at Kyle Field, we make money, we yeah, make right. money?
0: There's, there's none of that going on. So, so go back to the original point, which, which Barry kind of just stole away from us, was about the, about the Big 12. No, this is not a – you know, listen. I, there, was, there was nothing that they were going to be able to do that was going to fix this league. What was embarrassing is the fact that David Bourne put him on the, on the spot – by saying that that uh, you know they were psychologically disadvantaged, who were they going to add that was going to you know, move the needle for the Big Twelve again?
1: Nobody. I I think I think BYU moved the needle. I think the possibility of adding a second team, whether it was Cincinnati or Houston, to go with BYU, I think that gave you the ability to say we are on a par in terms of we're a twelve team, two division conference. We 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 stack up with all the other power conferences. Right now, they lack that.
0: I don't think, I don't think they stack up. I mean, if you look at the problem is, is what's happened over the years. There's been so much attrition in, in the Big 12. At one time, it had a, a much bigger footprint. And it, it, listen, what if you still had Colorado? What if you still had Nebraska? What if you still had uh, Missouri? What if you, you, you still had Texas A&M? Right. Well, then, then you, would, you would be a big-time league. You you could you know, you might not even be as big as the Big 10 or the SEC, but you'd be close. You're not even close. Now. You'd be number you, you've three. You've got what was left of the of the old Big Eight. You'd certainly years. be on the
2: same level with the Pac-12. I think. I think course. you'd be ahead of the Pac-12. I think you'd be on the oh, same. The I think you'd be ahead absolutely. of the ACC too. I, I
1: think you could all. You,
2: you oh, could oh, probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and absolutely. I think you'd also
1: be a better regional look than the ACC oh, sure. is right now. Yeah, sure,
2: you'd be number three. Yeah. Clear number but
0: three. But you cannot be you cannot be adding programs that are not the state programs where they're at. You know. By adding Houston, you're adding nothing to the league. That, that's, a, that's another piece of the pie that you're, 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 you're slicing up in Texas. That is the wrong way to go. You can't be adding programs to Texas. And if you add Cincinnati, you're not bringing Ohio. That, that, that's, that, that just doesn't happen. And, that, and that's the whole problem for the Big 12. There was no place for it to go. No, so, my,
1: my, original, my original thought would have been you try and poach the two Arizona schools out of the Pac-12.
0: I think that that, was, that would have been good. Of course, my original thought was Florida State and Clemson. You could have gotten those two. Now that's different. You know, you're, you're, you're really adding some, some, some power there. If you could have gotten BYU, if you could have worked out the whole thing with the Title IX problems that they have and the LGBT issues uh, there, you know, that's a national program. Right. But there was nobody to, to match them. And, right. then that, was the, and that, that expanded the footprint. That If you could have worked out those issues, that's somebody. So what, who's number, who's what, the other team you're going to add?
1: What year does the Big 12 cease to exist?
0: Well, 24-25 is when the contracts run out, uh, the TV contracts run out. So, uh, you know, and, and they run out sooner than that in the in the Big Ten. I believe it's 23 they run out. I don't think there's any question that everybody will come scrambling after Texas uh, for the next round of, um, of realignment. And, uh, and Texas can go wherever it wants to go. I, I think that, uh, that they want to go to the Big Ten, and I think that makes perfect sense. You know, I, we, I've talked to someone recently who uh, – Who used to be a uh, a, a mover and shaker in college athletics, and he tells me we've always talked about there would be four 16-team conferences, and uh, and uh, we we always had that number 64 in our head. And he says, I don't think necessarily it's going to be 64 teams. He said, I think it's going to be maybe in the you know maybe 48 teams. Uh, And if it's just 48 teams, well, then you're you're really dividing things up at that point. Uh, So so what does it end up? So what does it end up being? I mean, I, I, know, I think sixty
1: four is still a, a manageable number. I think you see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State flee for the SEC. I think the SEC would welcome them easily. I think you do see Texas go to the Big Ten, um, and maybe Texas takes one of the other Texas schools with them to the Big Ten, or maybe Kansas goes as a as, as a basketball you know as a basketball strength for the Big Ten, but.
0: Uh, you, let me ask you. Let me ask Barry this question because uh, because we talked about TV. Here's the problem for Oklahoma and Oklahoma State is that what TV markets are they bringing? How much? Is, how much are TV markets still a factor? In the I, I think
2: I think if, if if it goes to four, we're talking all national brands. I, I I don't really think it would it would be a big deal. I think Oklahoma can can sell Dallas as a as a TV market. And it's, Oklahoma it, City is a huge Oklahoma City market. Is, a, is is a big market. But Oklahoma and it's growing. It's growing, growing, but uh, but but they both bring the same market, right? So so. But you, I, you I, don't I, I need thought that.
1: we've talked about this that Oklahoma would have to take Oklahoma State with it wherever. Well, it that's a political to. thing in the right. state of Oklahoma, right. I think. But but right. I, I'm
2: not sure the SEC. SEC what if uh, SEC says we want Oklahoma and we don't want Oklahoma State? Uh,
1: I don't think. I, I think to get Oklahoma, the SEC would 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 gladly take Oklahoma State.
0: I don't know. I, I've heard different things about that, about you know, how much they would want Oklahoma. Uh, I, I think I think if it comes down to four sixteen team conferences, then it gets divided up, and then probably they make it in. I think the bigger question to me is that does Texas have to bring Texas Tech?
2: Right. You know, right.
0: Uh, and, and that's a that's a much bigger issue. I think than Oklahoma bringing Oklahoma, but State. but you don't think they do?
2: Do you? Do you really? You don't think Texas has to bring Texas Tech?
0: Well, for one thing, if it, if it let's just say it ended up being the Big Ten and there were not four 16-team conferences. The Big Ten is not going to take Texas there Right, no. You they, know, they'd, either so, want,
1: they'd either want Kansas or they'd want West Virginia.
0: Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think they're going to want West Virginia. They're, they've got to be an AAU program, for one thing. So, I mean, you can get Kansas because of that. You right. can't get uh, West Virginia. Okay. So. Uh, I don't see them – I guess it's possible that the Big Ten would take Kansas because it is a great basketball program and because it is a fine academic institution. But I don't know. that. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough sell. You know? right. it, there's a lot of things to shake
1: out. All right, Kevin, we, we've talked to you for far too long, and we haven't given Barry enough time. So we're going to um, – So let's end it now. We're going to end it, and then um, uh, we'll, I guess we'll talk to you about something else, okay? So we're going to pretend that.
0: That that was a professional uh, uh, closure there. That's great.
1: Uh, We're going to pretend that this podcast just ended, okay?
2: (laughs) And we're done. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our College Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes.
0: You'll get new episodes every week.
1: And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, Sports fans, see ya.